Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Joining me in the studio, two Singaporean artists who are being exhibited at the Art Science Museum called Super Trajectory Life in Motion. Debbie Ding is with us, a visual artist and technologist, and also Eric Lau, who is a visual artist, independent curator, and art educator. Both of them are art educators, as a matter of fact. Eric and Debbie, welcome to Weekend Mornings. Oh, thank you for having us. Good morning, guys. Nice morning. and bright and bubbly. <laughs> so, super trajectory, life in motion. Yes. What is it? I think it all started with collaboration between us, Intermission, and another art collective in Taipei, Tantam Art. So, they invited us to collaborate on a project for the Tainan Art Museum. And we often work with media art and technology, and we have worked with them for a few years. So, we thought that this is a very good platform that we seriously think about technology, art, media, and just everyday life. Why is it relevant and how, how does it impact our lives and through our artworks? So the first reiteration was going by the theme of uh, media life out of balance. Mm. So it's a kind of a relationship between what we do and how we use devices and technology in our daily life and how is it interjected into our usual like routines and all that. And we asked the artists that we invited to think about what does it inform you about your practice and how do you relate the ideas and practices to the audience. So every artist has different forms of work, but all dealing with the notion of city, urban, everyday life, technology, high-tech, low-tech, media devices. Hmm. Right. So, so, it, so, so what are your works about? In, uh, Debbie, what is your work about? My work is actually... Uh, I would describe it as a computer-aided oil painting. Oh, wow. So, well, it's a tiny robot arm that you can actually buy off the internet. Uh, it's a small plotter. You can put like a pen in it. But what I've done is I've actually put a paintbrush in it and there's oil paint and it sort of just pushes the paint around. But you can repeat the, the, the code for it many times. So you mm-hmm. can repeat the paintings, you know, many times and get different outcomes. Because sometimes you might have done a a painting you wish you'd done it in a different colour you know mm. but now you can just repeat the exact wow. motion over and over again and this is an exhibit that people watch or is it interactive do they get involved with the arm or the machine is there but it takes quite a lot of preparation I have right. to say okay. so for me you can see all the paintings there but when you see them in the set you understand that something is repeating you know the same motion over and over and over again yeah, and there's a, there's a yeah. video there to show oh, the I process see. as well mm. yeah. fantastic yeah and Yurik you mentioned this sort of how we interact with different parts of technology in our mm-hmm. current life today. Mm-hmm. That, that is such a timely topic, you know, because mm-hmm. we do tend to get kind of sucked into our digital worlds. Mm-hmm. And does this in some way bring us back to a more physical world for us? Yeah, I'm sure it's, I think for me and what we observe as artists and curators, that we are already immersed in all this technology. Mm. But actually it enhances our communication, it enhances our daily use of work or play. So it may become more immersive now and we will not even realise it that we are using technology all the time. Only mm. when you take away your smartphone, then you realise, hey, <laughs> I cannot function today. Mm. I need my phone to for work, for communication, for work and play. Yeah. Most of the artists here are Singaporean, I noticed. A few, uh, some from Taiwan and some yeah. other places as well, right? In Asai Museum now, we have uh, seven from Singapore and three from Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite interesting to see this the sort of art movement is progressing to a place where you can have an exhibit yeah. that's got mostly Singaporean artists in it mm. and operating at a very high level. Yeah. We often try to give like a good balance between 
the two countries, and we want to showcase their work in a very diverse way, and also to communicate to each other, like feel of each other. Each work complements each other's work. Yeah, you say you have a, a close relationship with Taiwanese artists mm-hmm. because you say there's a vibrant visual art mm-hmm. scene there. Yes. How mm-hmm. is that scene in Singapore? How is, how is it changing or growing? I think Singapore and Taiwan has many similarities. But maybe in terms of training and the different kinds of art spaces and, of course, the different kind of practices, I think in a place like Taiwan, I think naturally using different kinds of media and cross disciplinary practices, mm. like interrelation kind of work. I think maybe I speak for some people, for my friends, for the group, that they tend to investigate and experiment with many different media. Mm. So it can be quite natural that they go into technology and media works, which is part of their research as well. Yeah. What, is, what, is, what does being a visual artist mean to you, Debbie? How is it different from more traditional art? Well, I've never actually studied art. I began as a writer and I also worked as a designer so and, and yeah. developer, I guess. So my background is kind of, I, I choose to make art. I always say I use design process, you know, or technology to produce the work. But what I make is art. I mean, mm. a lot about art is also showing that gap between, you know, what you see and what you really know about a thing, you know. So for me, I prefer to describe what I make, you know, the experiments that I make as art because they're also about getting people to see, you know, also the process, you know, of producing something visual and having them having to interpret from it. This exhibition is a collaboration between the Art Science Museum, Tam Tam Art, Intermission and the Tainan Art Museum. Now, yes. Tainan is the one that's in Taipei, is that correct? In Tainan City itself. Tainan City, yeah. sorry. And how did this kind of come together, all of these you know, different organizations, these different mm. places to exhibit, come together? Firstly, actually, it started very personally. Like we work with the artists and curators on a professional and personal level. And we know them for quite a few years. You say we, you're talking about... Intermission, the artists, yes, uh, Mm. and the Taipei curators. Mm. So I think we extend this kind of collaboration to the institutions, with the Art Science Museum and Tana Art Museum. And I think it's quite often that we collaborate a lot. We work on the same project and we tend to have exchanges, whether it's in exhibition or conferences or even workshops. So it's quite a natural progression for us. What do you hope the audience learns by seeing this interplay between the Taiwanese art scene and the Singaporean artists that are exhibiting? Mm. Mainly we hope the audience will come to understand contemporary art more, or maybe in this example, more about media art and technology in art, just to look at them as just artworks Mm. and not to separate technology art is one and the rest of the art is the other one. That's very interesting, isn't it? Because there's a little bit of snobbery still between technology art that uses <laughs> really? new, new mediums versus the traditional you know, well, art, well, ink, paint on canvas, that kind of thing. Well, it, Obviously, we don't agree with that, yeah. but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, that, that, yeah. how do you overcome that? Yeah, we often have this kind of mm. question given to us, but I think that even my training, I started as a painter, mm. and I, progressively I start to learn about video, photography, digital art, and different kind of media. So it's quite a natural progression to that phase. But I think... Is that generational? You know, because you guys are... Debbie's jumping in I was going to say, I've never done painting or traditional arts. And often people ask me, you know, you're an artist. What do you do? do painting? (laughs) I actually never did anything. For me, everything was digital. You know, uh, everything came... When I think about colour, it comes first from 
digital colour, but technology pervades everything. So naturally, all the things I make are also using those processes. But you'd have to be of a certain generation to have that happen, right? You're not going to find people over 45 years old or 50 years old that are necessarily starting as a digital artist. Is that... Or am I missing uh, something? Did we, I get it we, wrong? We still know uh, artists who are over 50 who still work in technology. Okay. And of course, those who are very young, like under 30, who never work with technology or not working in technology. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not the age. It's probably on their research and their interest. Mind, mindset as well. Mindset, <laughs> yeah. Because I find that for me, it's a natural progression. And it's also relevant to my work. So I just get absorbed into it. Without thinking that, oh, okay, today I'm going to work on this, tomorrow I'm going to work in technology. It doesn't happen that way. Mm. It's more of a many years of research and work that come to this stage. I guess for me, right, I often think of these different visual technologies over the years as well. Like in the past, in the, people, the, the traditional fields like painting, you know, photography, and then things move on. For example, the other mediums I was interested in in the past were holography, which nobody sees anymore, you know, but they're kind of obsolete, but also futuristic. Mm. So, you know, and I'm always thinking what are the next ways that, you know, you see something visual. So yeah. it's kind of your, you know, thinking what mediums you would get in the, in the future. Yeah, I would yeah. add that we are always informed by both traditional and today's technology. Yeah. It, doesn't, uh, it doesn't separate. No. Yeah. Art is art. The medium changes, but yeah. art remains. Just the medium changes. So mm-hmm. on that point, sell it to us, each of you. Why should we come down to the Art Science Museum to see your wonderful exhibition? What would you recommend? What would you say? I think for us, it's the best show so far. <laughs> That's a very broad statement. I, I think always the machine or the technology is just an extension of the artist, you know. I mean, mm. sometimes people, you know, separate it out a bit. But, you know, it, you know, even like things like coding, you know, I always think there's a, there can be a creative dimension to it, you know. When you code something and you, you get, you maybe you make a process for making something, uh, you know, for, for me, I think a lot of it is still a, a kind of creative work, even coding. You know, we have a lot of captains of industry that listen to Money FM that hopefully are listening now. And as they're listening to you, Debbie Ding and Urek Lau, how can business, how can people with money or access to money support Singaporean artists, support the art scene here? You know, everyone talks about we need to be a more creative culture and we need to um, encourage arts and sports and and music. How could people that are listening to this put their money where their mouth is? Mm, I find for, I think many years we have been looking at this, this issue, but I think what the art scene would need is to have a very good practice and research centre or some form of research capability that can enhance the artist's work. And it doesn't really need to produce into an exhibition. I think exhibition or, or symposium, those, those are presentations. Those are the results. Mm. But the work, the ongoing work, yeah, we need some form of uh, structure or even support system that can allow artists to just play and experiment and research. How about underwriting programs at LaSalle or SOTA or, you know, maybe corporate sponsorship of certain things, obviously galleries and exhibitions as well? I think it's also about getting people to see the art as well. Come down and see the art for yourself. (laughs) Maybe people also need exposure, especially maybe with media art, you know, because maybe people haven't been exposed to it as as an art form. I mean, even things like sound art, you know, people may not know that you can have that as a a thing. So it's also getting people to see it so that they understand it and hopefully may support it or collect, you know, even art in interesting formats. That's the best answer because it's the simplest and most profound. You know, why did I become a writer? Because I read other people 
people's writing. If I didn't read books, I wouldn't want to write books. And if people don't see art, they won't want to become an artist, which brings us nicely back full circle. Get down to the <laughs> Art Science Museum to see it. And I'm assuming it's something you would recommend for the whole family. Yes, definitely. Yes. So the show is Super Trajectory Life in Motion until 8th of March at the Art Science Museum. It is free, so there is no excuse not to go down there. And the showcase shines a spotlight on new media works from uh, artworks from Taiwan and Singapore. It should be fascinating. I can't wait to get down there and take my family down. Debbie Ding and Ulrich Lau, thank you so much for being with us this morning on uh, Weekend Mornings on Money FM. Thank you. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.